Hello and welcome to the Oi Let's Talk podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Gemma. Two friends talking fitness, mindset, business and everything else in between. We really mean everything. Expect banter, education and organised chaos. Your new podcast besties. Welcome back to another episode of Oi Let's Talk. Today we are getting right into it in getting started the definitive guide to becoming a fitness baddie, aka you're a gym newbie and you finally want to get your shit together. And you're ready to be a certified gym girly. Yeah, you want to feel I, confident. Yeah. I need to shut the fuck up and start again. Go for Why it. Why am I saying I so aggressively? Get it together, mate. Get it together. The first thing that I would be looking at, and this is going to be biased, is hiring a coach. If you are new, if you have big goals, if you are wanting to build strength, muscle mass, get leaner, lose body fat, and you don't know where to start, the best thing that you can do is hire a coach who knows what the fuck they're doing. And we say that, yeah, sure, because we're coaches, but because we were also where you are and we did the same thing. Exactly. The best thing that I did, I floated around the gym for six months, Mm -hmm. didn't know what I was doing, was overtraining, was just following bullshit workouts Mm -hmm. online. And then I asked for somebody to help me to just teach me how to use the machines at the gym and then Mm -hmm. following that invested in coaches. That exponential growth I had in the first three months of actually following a structured program that was suited to me, being able to ask questions, Mm. feeling confident in what I was doing with the gym was so worth it because I saved so much time in the long run. Mm -hmm. It's a pure time collapse. Yeah, It's like, you know, I liken it to you wouldn't try and fix your toilet if you didn't know what you were doing. You would hire a plumber. It's the same thing with your health and fitness. Like instead of being in this limbo phase, wasting time, walking around the gym, not knowing what to do, not knowing what quote-unquote diet to follow not knowing anything it's like hire a coach get a game plan you're already heading into the gym 10 steps ahead of yourself you already have the support system around you to guide you in the right direction and if you come into any troubles or any issues or anything that you need more guidance with you can ask questions stop winging it you don't have to do this alone exactly if i was to think of a step-by-step approach and what i would recommend to someone who was to come to me and say hey Mm -hmm. i actually really want to get into the gym and kind of do this right as we've just said i'd start by investing in programming or if you can an online coach from there i would focus on starting with a approach that is doable for your lifestyle so let's use the example if i had a gym newbie brand new Mm. i would want to focus on two to three full body sessions for the first phase something that will introduce them to many of the core movements not overcomplicate it make it you know easy to follow and i would be spending extra time in that initial phase making sure you feel really good about how to do everything so in that first phase i would spend more time if you can in person, you know, get demos of things, but mm. there's things you can do other than that. You can watch video demos, you can ask questions, invest more of that initial growth period in learning how to get really good before you focus on the weight, before you focus on the intensity, mm. just focus on getting comfortable and getting in the rhythm of things. Yeah. Another thing I would do, especially if you feel quite anxious, we've both spoken about this. I know that you tell clients to do this, but if you were anxious in the gym, if you do have the ability to train during off-peak times in that initial phase, so off-peak times being 
either really early in the morning, sometime during the day, later at night or on the weekends when the gym's not as busy. Mm. That can be a good way to get into the gym when it doesn't feel as intense. Yeah. You can start on the treadmill. You can start in one spot while you navigate around, you know, where are you going? What exercises are on your program? That kind of stuff initially kind of just gets you more, um, you know, you feel better in your surroundings because Mm. you know what you've got to do and you can kind of just ease into things which is a really important step when you get started not trying to do everything straight Mm. away that was what I was going to say actually the easing in so try not to overcomplicate and go balls to wall with your goals especially if you're a newbie so for example obviously it's a great thing to have goals and to set goals and to strive towards them but if you have never trained before or you are thinking about getting into the gym or maybe you followed programs here and there whatever it is Don't expect to be able to go in and train five days a week. Let's make sure that the goals are realistic to where we actually are. So they're actually conducive in the long term to getting you where you need to be. I see a lot of people come into wanting to get into the gym. Give me a five day program. Let me track my calories and macros. I want to hit my 10,000 steps, which is all well and good. But reality is you're going to pull up sore you're going to struggle with the volume and intensity. You might not know where the machines are, so you might have to cut your sessions short because you have wasted a bit of time figuring out where things are. So understand that like, yeah, we can have these really big goals, but starting actually smaller, where we can consistently add things in as we get more adherent and more compliant is probably your best bet. Another thing that I would say to any kind of gym newbie is don't give up too soon. Yeah. And take your time, take your time. Don't compare yourself to anybody else and just keep chipping away. What you're doing at the start is worthwhile. It will take longer than Mm. you want it to, but it is a worthy journey to be on. Do not give up. And yeah, don't give up because realistically when I think it's like actually a statistic, I can't remember, but there's something along the lines of like within four weeks of starting a health and fitness journey is usually when people throw in the towel. Yeah, because that four week mark, you're probably not getting amazing, great results because you're still building habit. You're still building routine. You're still focusing on doing all of the small non-negotiables. Yeah, you're still focusing on showing up to the gym, not letting life get in the way, prioritizing yourself. So keep pushing through. Your results are never going to be linear. You're going to have months. You're going to have weeks where you are 100 percent on your bullshit. You're doing everything to a T. You're noticing drops on the scale. You're getting stronger in the gym, whatever your goal is. You're really moving forward. And then you're going to have weeks, maybe potentially months where your training feels like shit. You can't be bothered. You are busy with work. You're busy with social things. But that's actually okay. If you know that your progress is not going to be linear, you're still working forward by doing the non-negotiables and ticking off the things that you can, but don't give up just because it gets uncomfortable or it hasn't worked as quickly as you think. Health and fitness, the beautiful thing about it, which I know a lot of people are going to be like, beautiful? What do you mean? But the beautiful thing about it is that it takes time and it's a fucking great journey. Yeah, and I think having so many points I want to touch on. So one, having long-term vision. So Mm. not being in it just because you want this eight-week result, Mm. being in it because it's a positive thing in your life, because it makes you feel good, because it's your hour, four days a week that are to yourself. Having those kinds of long-term positive associations are really good. On the flip side, understanding that you trying to do too much at the start when you're highly motivated will actually do you a disservice when you're not. 
So yeah. if you tell yourself you have to tick this and you've got to get this amount of sessions and it's more than what you actually, mm. you know, realistically can commit to, you're going to feel really shit when it gets to that three, four week mark and you realize, actually, I can't fit this in because now I've got a birthday and I've got a uni assignment. So mm. it's much, you're much better served sticking with a routine that is actually viable for you to do consistently and being satisfied by that and being invested in the journey. Another point I want to make is there is no use or benefit. You can take inspo from people online, like, you know, that chick's absolute weapon, right? But Mm. if you look at someone and you're like, wow, why don't I look as, you know, muscular or toned as her? Like Mm. if you're comparing yourself to somebody who has been training for five to 10 years, right? They've been eating, they've been, you know, really smashing all of those non-negotiables for year in, year out. You're just not going to have the same amount of muscle mass. Mm. You're not going to have the same amount of strength because why would you, right? It takes a long amount of time, but that's also not a negative thing. It's Mm. just not useful for you on your own journey. So do be... um, comparing yourself to how you were last week and the month before yeah but don't be comparing yourself to someone who has been doing something for five years because it's just going to make you feel inadequate yeah yeah i have two more things that yes. i want to say if you're new to the gym there's no water in that there's no water would you like me to top you up again Dar? I'm fine. okay i think it's my backwash anyways because there's only like a tiny bit of water left in here Sorry. and i'm keeping it for myself selfish. selfish um my two points are Find a routine and start striving towards building better habits every single day. So even if these habits are the smallest thing, waking up 20 minutes earlier, going for a 20 minute walk, making sure that I have my breakfast prepped the night before so I'm not stressed in the morning. Having a cute activewear set out Having and your gym pack wear. packed. Yep. yep. Having something that you can work towards where you're starting to implement new habits because habits turn into routine and routine will last a lifetime. And routine makes it feel like the same as brushing your teeth before bed. It just complements your lifestyle. It fits in. Health and fitness then doesn't become your whole lifestyle because that's never the end goal. It just complements the lifestyle that you already live by changing small things daily, building up your tolerance, working towards your end goal, but not focusing so hard on overtraining doing all the restrictive shit, just the small daily habits, those things that I say that are non-negotiables, like getting eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Managing your stress. Managing your stress, drinking two liters of water, making sure you're aiming for a step goal if you're somebody who works an office job. And that step goal might not be 10,000, like 7,000. majority of other people's are. It could be 6,000, 7,000 if you're used to hitting only 3,000. Yeah. My second point is... My second point is tracking data. And this is really, really important. And I don't just mean weight on the fucking scale. We're above and beyond that, guys. It's small part of the picture. It's small part of the picture. Yes, we use it as data collection, but it's not the only thing that we can focus on. The thing that I love for my new gym girlies to do is take progress photos, look in the mirror, how are your clothes fitting? How are your energy levels? And starting to track that data. Because when you start to track that data and you do have an off week where you feel like, fuck this, I wanna throw the towel in, it's all too hard, I'm not moving, I'm not making progress. You can look back at the trackable data that you have managed to track and note that you have made progress, even in the small things. You can look at your before photos, your starting photos, your after photos. You can start comparing the way that your clothes are fitting a little bit looser or your favorite pair of jeans don't feel as tight anymore. And those things can be 
really great measure to keep pushing you forward so you don't feel like giving up. And also, sorry for cutting you off, mm. but just so you don't only use the one metric of weight loss oh, when so it comes to progress. Shit. Like if you can paint a picture, it's giving you a much more positive association with what you're doing mm. as well as just so much more of a deeper you know, understanding as to what you've actually achieved. Mm. And if you've got it and you can see it because you've been tracking it, then you can use that as fuel and motivation. And another thing I should say in terms of tracking data as well, like weights in the gym. Yeah. So knowing, okay, cool. Maybe I haven't lost scale weight, I say in quotations, but I have managed to increase my leg press by 45 kilos in four weeks. Awesome. That is absolutely fucking phenomenal and something that you should be super proud of over the weight on the scale only dropped three kilos. Absolutely. Who cares? I also just have another point and then I want to summarize our Mm. kind of guide for gym newbies. But another thing I wanted to say is I know that we get attracted to the idea of a quick fix. So Mm. if I was a gym newbie, of course you want results yesterday, right? Skinny me, tee me up. Sure. Baby. Baby. But what I'm saying is just understand how short-sighted and damaging some of those trends can really Mm. be and try to resist as much as possible the quote-unquote easy way to get there because it's usually coming at a cost Mm. so if i think of a super restrictive diet of eating you know drinking shakes i mean sure you might get to the objective of losing weight if that's your Mm. goal but what do you do when you can't keep that up if i look at any type of like crazy supplement thing or Herbalife or anything like that. It's just kind of like I understand the motivation because you want to get the desired result. It's the shiny object. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's just not worth it. And it doesn't sound as sexy, but the lifestyle changes are what is actually going to give you the long-term positive Mm. kind of, you know, it can become mm. a, just your everyday life yeah. and you can become that, you know, fitness baddie who trains three to four times a week and feels really confident. But that comes with ticking those non-negotiables and by staying consistent, even when you're not motivated. And it's it might not come in four to six mm. weeks, but it will be much more worth it and it will be much more long lasting. And long term results. I don't know about you are way fucking better than losing 10 kilos and then putting on 20. Absolutely. And I've seen that time and time again. Always. Because it's like misguided information. Like I did this crazy challenge and then I didn't have a a game plan after that. Or I did this and then I couldn't maintain it. Like I've heard that so many times Mm -hmm. and I know that it's a very real issue. And it's, I, the way that I coach is long-term sustainable results. That is the thing that I always say. It is about education, being empowered and being able to sustain your results for the long-term. So you're not in that constant yo-yo restriction, binge eating, losing weight, putting weight on again, loving your body, hating your body and not having any clear direction of how to continue things moving. And the reality is exactly like what you said, Gem, the small daily non-negotiable things are actually the secret sauce that are going to get you to your results and maintain your results for the long term and hit make you hit all the goals that you want to hit. Absolutely. And it, as I said, might not be as sexy, but I promise you that's it's what it is. It can be sexy to us. Yeah. Let's, so let's narrow it down. Mm. If I was a gym newbie, we've already said step one, if you can invest in a coach or a program that is 
you know, evidence base that is going to give you structure and guidance and is going to actually give you the direction you need to get started. Mm -hmm. Two, I would focus on, you know, finding a gym that you feel comfortable in. And if you're feeling stressed at the start, train during off peak times and start on a treadmill or, you know, one area of the gym so you can navigate what you're going to do in the gym. Find and follow a program or a coach that is going to support a a routine that is actually going to complement your life. So not trying to overdo it at the start as an idea, you know, training three days a week consistently to start with is an awesome place. Mm -hmm. And then learning and taking the time when you start to understand how to do each of the movements, recording if you can yourself doing them for feedback Mm -hmm. and taking that extra step to get good at execution before you focus on chasing the numbers. Yeah. What else have we got? My two points or my three points, I don't even know how many we had. Um, Number three? Four. So number four, routine and habits. Really looking into the small things that you don't necessarily think matter, but really do matter in the long term. It's really important to be focusing on the small things like your sleep, like the amount of steps that you're getting and slowly start to chip away and don't try and go in balls to wall overdoing it with the things that you're trying to commit to if you know that you can't and the fourth note the fifth the fifth Kate obviously (laughs) can't count today the fifth one is tracking data and not just relying on weight on the scale track the way that your clothes are fitting track the your progress photos track your energy levels how you feel throughout the week your fatigue whatever it is and really just start those are the five bulletproof points that are going to help you become a certified gym girly if you are new and really help you get towards your goal a hell of a lot quicker. Because at the end of the day, we it's achievable. I know that if you have never... We've done it. If you've never been on this journey before, it can seem so out of reach, but mm. I promise you, if you get the guidance, you get the support, you follow that routine that you can stick with, you track mm. the data, it is so rewarding and you'll feel so much mm. better for it. And it is within reach. You just need to start. And this is a little sidestep, but invest in your fucking health. Yeah. It is one thing in the fitness industry. Everyone knows it. Health is something that majority of people do not value until it's probably too late. Yeah. We are living in a world with an obesity epidemic and your health is so important. Yeah. And I think if you can start looking at, I want to start getting strong. I want to start prioritizing my health. I am my safest investment. Invest in your health because I can guarantee you that it is a pure time collapse. You are going to get where you want to be so much quicker than just trying to wing it. And people also do not realize how much looking after yourself seeps into other elements of your life. You feel more confident. You'll be more alert at work. There is such a big flow on positive effect Mm. of looking after yourself. The rule of one divineness. When you start to do something that's positive, like going to the gym, you watch your housemate want to come to the gym with you. You watch your boyfriend want to come and lift heavier than you. You watch your friends being like, wow, I want to run a half marathon with you as well. All of a sudden you have this uplifting vibe with your community and the people that are closest to you. And that's really fucking cool. Absolutely. Quick question and answer. Question. Question. Question and answer. I think we got two questions. Yeah. First one, where to go for trusted fitness info? PubMed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a PubMed nerd. Love. No. So I think, I mean, I think we kind of covered this a little bit. We have, yeah. Making sure that when you are going on social media, because 
look, realistically, majority of people are going to be using social media to get their fitness information. Yeah. Just be mindful of who you are trusting. Yeah. Are they actually qualified in what they say that they're qualified in? And do they have social pre proof, sorry, that their methodologies actually work? Yeah, exactly. Credible sources, yep. looking for people that are qualified, testimonials, social proof, and not just following people with the loudest voice yep. that are making clickbaity content. Because yep. it doesn't necessarily mean they know what they're talking about. Amen. Amen. Question two. I can't read it. You need to read it. Question two, why should I invest in an online coach versus PT in person? I will start off by saying if you have access to a face-to-face PT and you vibe with them, I think that there are huge benefits to training Mm. face-to-face, especially in that initial phase. It's takes a certain type of person to do online in terms of the communication required, in terms of the ability to, the back and forth with Mm. technique and all of that. So some people I think are just better suited to -to face-to-face in that first phase. So the reason being you get that instant feedback, you can um, see them in person and ask questions which you might feel more comfortable with. Mm. Um, You're probably just going to get more comfortable with the machines in the gym. I know a big thing is if you don't feel comfortable going to the gym by yourself, maybe having a few sessions with a PT or a phase with a PT mm-hmm. in person, one gets you comfortable with the gym, how to use the machines, and then you could go online and feel a lot more ready to go mm-hmm. with knowing what you have to do. Yeah. The way that I look at it is like face-to-face coaching is great. It's a really great place for you to get correct form, learn how to use machines, not feel anxious in the gym, but also be pushed past your limits. Yeah. So, so many people luck out on getting the results they desire because they don't train hard enough or something feels oh a bit heavier, a bit scary, and they pull back and they don't do it. So yeah. having a personal trainer there that can actually help you, push you, tell you and highlight to you how much stronger that you are than you think, how much stronger you are than you think, you think, Yeah. you know what I yeah. mean, is great. Obviously, the flip side to having a personal trainer in in person, a face-to-face coach, is you might not be able to commit to a weekly timeframe. So if you're a very busy person and your personal trainer is obviously busy, seeing them weekly might be hard if you are time poor. And this is where online coaching is fucking amazing. 100%. So online coaching and the way that I like to describe it is it's you have a personal trainer in your pocket. Yeah. Majority of online coaches will sell a program that you're following. Majority of them will have exercise demonstrations. There is also the ability to contact your coach, whatever their contact hours are. You can send form videos, you can get correspondence, you can work on your nutrition, meal plans, whatever it is that your coach is doing. You literally have a PT in your pocket. And it's also for probably the people that maybe are a little bit more self-led. Maybe they've been to the gym, maybe they've followed a program before, maybe they are still new to the gym or they're following a home program, but they don't have the ability to come in and see you face-to-face, but they still want that support, that accountability, that adherence. That's what online coaching is for. Absolutely. I think they both have a like clear market and benefits. And I think that I've used both and I see that um, there's definitely a need for both as well in terms of what you can get out of them. But it's Mm. good to know that if whatever phase you're in, there's something for you. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Was that everything? Yeah. We're wrapping it up, yeah. boys. Let's I do love it. Pack that. it up, boys. I feel like it's a Friday afternoon. Well, it, it is. is a Friday. It is a afternoon. Friday. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to rate us five stars. 
tag us across your socials, follow us, subscribe, like, YouTube, TikTok, Coach Gemma, Kate Morris underscore PT, Oi, let's talk. Love you. Bye. Bye.